Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending With Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, I just wanted to kick things off today with a huge thank you to all of you for tuning in. Uh, at the time of recording, uh, this month is well on its way to being our biggest month ever for downloads. And that's just down to all of you. It's just super huge for us because, uh, you know, we don't advertise the show anywhere. And uh, word of mouth is really just the biggest thing. So uh, it really means a lot to us that you all keep, uh, you know, coming back and sharing it with your friends and whatnot. So uh, once again, thank you so much for that. Uh, okay, today's episode then. Um, this episode is the final part of our short uh, D&D 5e pirate adventure. Uh, we hope you've all enjoyed coming along for the ride with us on this one. Uh, I know it's been a little bit of a change of pace and mood from uh, the uh, the Call of Cthulhu story that we just came down uh, came down from. And, uh, well, I guess it's even a, a little different from some of the other games we played. Um, we are planning on doing some more of these kind of shorter D&D stories very soon, uh, but I can announce that our next storyline following this one is going to be playing Things from the Flood, uh, which is a kind of spin-off game from Tales from the Loop, uh, set in the 1990s. Uh, I can't wait for you all to hear what we've been uh, up to in this next story. Uh, I promise it's a ton of fun, uh, so hopefully you all stick around uh, with us for that new story. It's going to be starting next episode, uh, in two weeks' time. Okay, so there's just time then for a real quick recap of what brought us to this point in, uh, in this story, and then we'll get into today's episode. We met uh, three prisoners bound for the notorious prison known as the Crag. Uh, Roxy, a tiefling bard, Marie, a young human wizard, and Obadiah, an elderly dragonborn barbarian. Uh, During their intake procedure at the prison, they found themselves chained to the infamous pirate Captain Pete Smiles, who had already had an escape plan put in motion, and were dragged along for the ride as the captain made his escape aboard his ship, the Grinning Skull, uh, which had been outfitted with flight capabilities by its crazed dwarven chief engineer. Uh, Pursued by law officers, they soon found themselves joining the pirate crew in defending the ship, uh, killing several prison guards in the process. Uh, Captain Smiles then invited them to stay aboard for the foreseeable future, hinting that he already had their next destination in mind, and later that day he called the trio to his cabin, where he told them of his search for an ancient magical weapon known as the Tide Blade, which was said to grant the wielder power over the oceans themselves. The only clue, however, that he had to its last resting place was a rumour that it lay in the lost sunken city of Eontarnis, whose whereabouts were only hinted at in the words of a riddle told to him by an elderly elf, now deceased. Uh, Following the clues in the riddle, the crew travelled to the remote coastal village of Fallen Arch, where, after some theorising, they determined that the location of Eontarnis must be exactly on the horizon when viewed from the village. Uh, with this theory in mind, they cast off from the beach, uh, determined to continue their quest for the tie blade, and that's pretty much where we left off. Uh, so, without any further ado, then let's get into today's episode, the conclusion of this uh, short little storyline. Uh, enjoy. So yes, you you leave the um, the village behind you. The uh, the old man sort of waving at you as you as you row away, and you 
pass beneath the fallen arch. Looking uh, over the side, down into the water, you can see there is, um, you know, it's kind of quite sort of quite clear water here. You can actually see a fair, fair distance down, but you can see um, some large, uh, obviously cut stone blocks, which could be putting two and, to get, two, and two together be the remains of the uh, the middle bit of the arch. Can I can I roll to see if Obadiah does in fact put two and two together? I think that might be a good idea. Yeah, roll an intelligence check for me. Uh, that's the... a, that is a two. Minus one. Okay. Yeah. Ah, you see those, those rocks there? I believe they are, in fact, the uh, <clears throat> the remnant of a giant war here where they hurled them into the sea to destroy attacking fleets who wanted to destroy the archer. Yes. You are an idiot. <laughs> the, uh, the captain sort of, like, he looks around and he sort of smiles at you. Yeah, that sounds about right, Dragon Man. Some kind of giant war. Yes, I... I yes. He, he gives you a wink, uh, Roxy. <laughs> She's just like nodding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, a couple of minutes more rowing to get back to the ship. I am going to sit there and tell Marie and Roxy all about the giant wars. Okay, let, let, let's hear it. Tell us your history stories. Yeah, so anyway, so it ended when, uh, when Throck the Terrible, uh, he, in fact, who it turns out wasn't actually so terrible after all, broke it a piece and... Uh, and then built a ship and sailed away into the sunset, and it was yeah, very um, interesting time. Make a deception check for me. <laughs> it might be true. Against this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can roll an insight check to see if you think he's uh, telling the truth or not. <laughs> I just believe anything he says. That's fair enough. You don't need to roll an insight then. You're just buying it. <laughs> I rolled an eleven plus 11. two. Okay. Thirteen. Eleven plus two was it? Oh no, no, it wasn't. Sorry, it was eleven natural. Okay, you haven't got any anything to add to deception. Okay. All right. So uh, yeah, Roxy, you don't really buy it. You get the feeling like he's kind of winging it, but uh, Marie, you are fully enraptured in Obadiah's story of the giant, the ancient giant wars, which devastated this coastline. Apparently. I mean, I feel like Obadiah's doing is not from a. Just I need to point out, this isn't from a uh, a maliciously deceptive thing. This is more just he likes telling stories. Yeah. No. I d- yeah. I, d- I, d- I wasn't yeah. sort of implying it not was malicious I, yeah. at all. It was just that you'd no, sort no. of you'd kind of. You'd put two and two together and come yeah. up with three when it came yeah. to the archway thing. Yeah. And you, you've oh, yeah, almost, okay. not like convinced yourself that that's true, but you're kind of almost sort of taking that and running with it and just being like, yeah, well, of course, that makes sense. And then, oh, I've heard of this giant. And yeah, so, so it must have been that. Yes, of course. You know, that kind of. Yes. Roxy's going to look over to the captain and be like, oh, when we find this artifact, how do we know we found it? What does it look like? Well, uh,. I don't know quite how it's uh, quite how it's being stored, but um, I know it when I see it. Roxy oh. raises an eyebrow. Well, what 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 do you want with the weapon? Well, you know, stab people with it. Uh, uh. But mainly the fact it's uh, the legend is you the, the wielder can control the very oceans themselves, and I like the sound of that. So in fact, it would make you lord of the sea. Uh, it sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Very cool, I like it. Sounds dangerous to me. Sounds interesting. She smiles. <laughs> I'm all right. Look, look around. I already, I already rule the seas around here, but I don't control the water, and that'd be cool. As long as it's just to be cool, you're not going to hurt anyone. I suppose I can tag along. Everything I do is to be cool. That's okay. Then, as long as it's not to hurt anyone. Roxy just gives one of her really rare like toothy smiles it's just like I like this this sounds like fun 
Well, when it comes down to it, Dragon Man, it's, it is a sword, so, I mean, eventually swords tend to come into contact with people who need swords put into them, but, you know. Swords, swords don't hurt people, people hurt people. Yeah, exactly. I'm not worried. I suppose, but maybe it's like, um, Marie looks down a bit carefully, trying to be careful for her words. Just be careful, okay? <laughs> don't you worry probably won't stab you just stay on my good side <laughs> uh at that I was like, excuse me young man that's no way to speak to a young lady oh, i'm joking i'm joking mm, better be it's the banter. yeah a bit of back and forth <laughs> mm, i don't know what this banter is you speak of is it a foreign language i'm not good at foreign languages yeah kind of seems like you're not getting it anyway getting what exactly the banter continues a little bit back and forth <laughs> as, you, as the rowboat uh, returns to the ship. It's quickly pulled uh, back aboard and the captain uh, strides up to behind the ship's wheel where the, uh, the sort of crazy-looking uh, dwarf with the goggles on is still sort of standing. Um, he's got a big sort of cigar sticking out one side of his mouth. What? Who, what is that guy's job, by the way? This guy? Oh, well, this is, uh, this is Mr. Hausenfaffer. He's the, uh, he's the engineer. You not talk to him yet? I spoke to Jimby, and I spoke to the cabin boy, and that boy who was mopping. That's, that's just Jimby. What? Jimby's the cabin boy, and he does the mopping. Oh, I, I thought, I, okay, okay. What is my boyfriend's name again? I don't know if I knew it or forget it. <laughs> the, ca <laughs> the captain sort of looks at you a little bit puzzled and he's like, You got a bo boyfriend? Which one? You mean, uh, he kind of gestures up and in, up into the, the crow's nest. He remembers. I think you asked about him to the captain before, right? I think you did. I think she did. Yeah. yeah. But what is his name? Again? <laughs> oh, that's Drakkar. <laughs> His uh, name uh, is Jakar, but also, does he like me? <laughs> Do you think? Well, I, I haven't really talked to him about it. Um, what do, do you say, Drakar or Jakar? Drakar. Drakar. Hey, hey, hey Drakar. Boy. Yeah. What do you think of this young lady here? Is she suitable for courtship? Proxy's just going to smiles. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of... He, you can see he's got, like... Because it's daytime, he's got kind of, like, a big sun hat on. He kind of looks down and he goes, I don't know, she seems cool. Lovely. Um, would you like yes, to have Yes, but don't ask me about my crimes! <laughs> you might not like it after you hear that! Okay. Roxy's just, like, hitting her, he like, hitting her hand off her, like, forehead going... Why did I have to come with these two? <laughs> Would you like to have dinner with her later? I'd just be going about the board waiting for you. I, I kind of tend to eat up here. Well, that's can fine. We can... Yeah, she can, she can climb. Okay. Lovely. We'll see you around dinner time. I mean, I won't be there. That'd be awkward. If this becomes uh, the point of sex, I am leaving. But you, uh, 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 that, like, overnight goes red. I, I, I beg your pardon. Jakar, I have an unseen servant who can make whatever you like. 
<laughs> Roxy's just gonna pick Maria up by the scruff and go, no. <laughs> no. Not while I am on this boat. <laughs> and then set her back down. I should think so too, young lady. That's all well and good having dinner, but offering him in your unseen servant, it's disgusting. No, no, it's my magic servant. He did clean uh -huh. the, <laughs> the kitchen last night and nobody mentioned it. Marie looks crossed. <laughs> that, you, you oh god, how did that go get on, actually? Yeah, you, you haven't really asked anybody about it. You just kind of said it going and walked off. Um... What do you mean you, you had? I expected a lot kitchen. of I expected a lot of praise and compliments, but nobody even said anything. I guess nobody Cue knew you cook. did it. <laughs> Cue the cook. <laughs> what the uh, hell have you done to my kitchen? Where I, are the spoons? <laughs> I don't know if anybody knew that it was you who did it. Well, now she's admitted it to everybody. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now I'm waiting for your praise. <laughs> oh dear. I think the kitchen looks smashing, dear. Well done. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so uh, the captain is uh, is talking to the uh, the dwarf engineer. He's sort of like chuckling. Like he seems to be always kind of like chuckling and a little bit kind of crazed. Uh, and like I say, he's got this cigar in his mouth here. Horizon, yeah, I can go to Horizon. Get the anchor up, all right. And he, he pulls this big lever next to the um, the ship's wheel, and you can hear just like a kind of clunk, 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 as the uh, the ship's anchor sort of starts lifting. Sort of, you guess you can't see it, but you guess there's some kind of mechanical mechanism. So it's not long before the um, you feel the ship sort of start to move beneath you as the anchors come up, and um, start to head away from the shore, sort of. Um, towards uh well towards that horizon you notice as as you're going that uh the captain is kind of keeping an eye sort of to the rear of the ship sort of pointing back towards where you've come from rather than sort of looking at where where he's going and the dwarf is still still sort of next to him kind of chuckling sort of <laughs> sort of at nothing really because you know there's not a lot really going on uh, Marie, uh, Roxy, do you think that guy's okay? He seems a bit, um, crazy. He's, he's, he's obviously crazy. He's a dwarf. I, I think that's racist. She shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he just thought of something really funny or had a good idea or discovered something. Mm, or maybe, maybe he's high. You never know. We're all quite high on life here, aren't we? I am. Excellent. If you say so. Can I roll a perception check to see if the captain is worried about, or is maybe perception? This would be more of like an insight thing if you kind of if you if you're trying to sort of see what trying to read his mood kind of thing. Is that what you're sort of thinking? Well, I, I'm thinking that he's looking out for potential ships that are going to follow us. So that's. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, but you are you sort of are you trying to kind of see what his deal is, or whether, or are you trying to yeah. look and see what he's looking at? Mm, maybe see what he's looking at. Actually, okay. Well, that would be more of a perception check. Then. Okay. Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, okay. Yeah. No. Um. 
I mean, sort of scanning the horizon the, the same direction that the captain's looking, you can't see any other ships or anything, um, but he does appear to be sort of staring intently kind of back the way you came. Um, but you can't see anything sort of... There's nothing unexpected back there, let, let's put it that way. Hmm. Perhaps he's just making sure we're going in the right direction. I mean, he does seem quite focused on the task at hand, um, unlike certain crazy Dragonborn I know. That's quite a meta comment. <laughs> I think I think Obadiah is self-aware enough to know that he people will perceive him as very off-topic all times. Fair enough. He knows what his deal is. Yeah, <laughs> he, he owns it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you you can't see the the captain doesn't really appear to be looking at anything. He's just kind of looking back the way he came. Roxy, why don't you ask him? Why don't you ask him? I'm not curious. You you seem very curious, Roxy. I'm observing. There's a difference. Uh, okay. Obadiah's just gonna walk straight out of him. Uh, Captain, are you quite okay? Yeah, why? Why'd you ask? You just seem slightly on edge, is all. Based on what? Um, your general behaviour, glancing about the place, Roxy's, uh, thoughts. He kind of I get raises an eyebrow at the last one. Um, just, uh, no, I'm not. I'm just looking to see. Um, well, look at it this way. When the arch hits the horizon, going back that way, we'll be at the horizon from the arch. Oh, that's what that riddle meant. I wondered why we are going without sailing to that lake. What lake? Oh, yes, right. No, I was wrong. Yes, okay. Uh, never mind. Are you talking about the mermaid lounge again? I... I... Maybe... Look, we'll go to the Mermaid Lounge once this is all sorted. Okay, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what they do there. Everyone seems very excited about it. Well, you've not been before? N no, I've never even heard of it. Well, this is very confusing. I like to play along so it looks I look like I'm, I'm hip and down with the young'uns. Yeah, I kind of got that. Okay, uh, how long do you think before we arrive there, Captain? Have we got time to go and grab a, a little bite to eat and a nap? I uh, don't know about a nap, but uh, probably go... Grab a bite to eat. Unless you, unless you can fall asleep, uh, drop of a hat. Can I can I get you anything? No, I'm good. He pulls a he pulls a hip flask out of his um out of his sort of side pouch and takes a swig. Is it is it pungent? Can I smell it from where I'm where I am? Uh, make a perception check. See if you can smell it. The most important of rolls. Yeah. That was a natural twenty. <laughs> yeah, you can smell it. it. Smells like quite strong rum. Oh, that smells rather delicious. Is that a, um, that smells like a, a, a sherry-aged rum. Is that a, am I correct? Uh, Fincrete Reserve. Oh, gosh, that smells delicious. Sure does. Anyway, uh, I can't just sit around smelling that all day. I, I'm going to go and grab some grub. Um, Roxy, Marie, he's fine. He's just pensive. Um, I'm going to go grab some food. You, you want anything? Welcome to the clean kitchen. <laughs> Oh yes, I did. I did see it rather clean this morning, as I was walking past. You know what I did? What What did you do? I got my magic servant out, and he cleaned all it because it was so filthy before. We've been to this. No talk about your magic servant. How uh, servant and how filthy it is. <laughs> it's not becoming of a young lady. <laughs> if you do not like <laughs> If you do not move quickly, I'm going to walk you down the. I walk over you as we go down the stairs. Move. Oh, sorry. 
I just have this image of this giant tiefling behind these two people just being like, move. Did we ask how, how tall is uh, how tall is Roxy? Uh, how tall do tiefling can tieflings be? Well, they're I'm like human size, sure. really. I'd imagine she's like at least six foot eight. Six for eight. Tall. I say that's yeah. tall. Yeah, that's tall. I presume that's she's with horn. I presume yes. that's with horn. Yes, that would be with yeah. horn. Okay. She's tall. So she's okay. like a foot and a half taller than Marie. Then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say over, over them. Obadiah's about six three, six four. I would, okay. I would imagine. But you're taller Everyone's than both of them. Everyone's very tall then, in my gang. <laughs> I have to look up. Your gang. <laughs> you're in my gang, aren't you? Can we uh, be a gang if there are only three of us? Yes, of course. Well, I'd love to be in your gang. Yeah. Do we have, do we, do we have a gang name? That's true. Do yeah. you have a gang name? How about? I've got a good idea. How about Marie, Obadiah, and Roxy? How about the gang? <laughs> Marie's gang. How about the idiots? <laughs> oh no! I, I don't be down on yourself. Excuse me. Roxy. I'm very clever. I was teacher at university. Don't you know? And you murdered an entire classroom, did you not? Yes. Oh. Uh, is that true? Oh, don't tell Grandpa, he's gonna hit me. I thought he already knew. <laughs> no. Ah, my apologies then. I, I presume it was some kind of accident. Well, very terrible accident. Marie <laughs> waved her hands around. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> She's just gonna sit there and like stand there and stare I, at them between them. You see, I was taking this spell book from my brother. It was a bit uh, dark magic, and I make this spell. It was like how to make you so powerful too fast, and I didn't think about that, and I didn't read the part about it kills uh, all the younglings within a thirty foot radius. Why did you not read the full instructions before performing the spell? Surely, as an On educator, the next you should have really known. I that. thought it was finished. <laughs> Roxy's just staring at her. Obadiah's gonna give her like a little cuddle. Like it's it's okay. It sounds like it wasn't your fault. Uh, I, I need I... a drink. Yes, to, to the kitchen. Yes. Yeah, so by now you've kind of all made it down below decks to the uh, kitchen. Uh, the the half orc uh, cook is sort of he's kind of scratching his head and sort of looking about, and uh, he doesn't look annoyed. He's just kind of like, oh, "This is uh, this is certainly not how I left it." But who's responsible for this? I have nothing to do with this. Well, do you like it? Is my first question. Well, it's certainly a lot more hygienic, I guess, but, uh... I did it! I did it! I'm magic, and I did it all! Looks like the grease got taken out of my wok, though. Cast iron. He's not supposed to do that. He doesn't know. He just cleans. Well, next time, leave the cast iron skillet out of this. Maybe you could say thank you. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure the uh, Mr. Elevens is the butler and appreciate having a clean spoon once in a while, at least for now. Do you have any? You're beer? welcome. Uh, well, I've got a little bit kicking around with it. Yeah, all right. He, he sort of disappears into a kind of little back corner and he pulls out. There's like a little mini kind of cask there. It's uh, kind of rough stuff, but sure. Hit me with the beer or 
beer, obviously. Right, okay. Never can tell. Oh, she likes it like that, you know. <laughs> she says to Obadiah. <laughs> she likes it. She likes what? Like what? Sorry. Yeah. She likes to be hit. Oh, sexy. that's... <laughs> and it just goes like red and just starts like... Like just like every time he goes red, just like little like hints like fire in his mouth. And he just like swallows it down. He's like, oh, oh, Jim, oh, oh, what's that? Oh, Jim, we need help mopping. I'm just, and he just grabs a mop and walks off. I just have this image of like little um, Marie doing this like hand like slapping hand gesture <laughs> to Obadiah in the most innocent kind of way. <laughs> I'm a nightmare. <laughs> Okay, so the, the, the half-orc pours you a beer and he kind of goes, You want one too, little lady? I don't know if that is wise. Uh, I believe she's too young, thank you. Am I, I thought it would left. <laughs> uh, she's mopping the floor out, floor out here. Again, we're actually furiously mopping. <laughs> without, I would like to point out without a magic, without a bucket of water or anything, just that she just... Just to dry him off on the floor. Off. Yeah. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. That's, that's, that has to be a euphemism for something. <laughs> Going in dry. He's already clean. He's a dry mopping. I, I, I saw a wet patch. <laughs> Roxy's just going to raise an eyebrow. <laughs> you have your beer. I have my beer. Yeah, it's uh, it's not particularly great tasting. It's kind of like the the kind of like stuff you'd get in like a pretty crappy pub on a waterfront. But um, so you would guess that's maybe where they got the barrel from. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's you know. Alcohol is alcohol. I'm gonna ask the chef a question, actually. Um, <gasps> sure. So when your ma- your captain obtains this uh, artifact, what do what are your plans for the future? What is the crew's plan? Well, pretty much continue as we do. I'm I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I don't get told all the ins and outs of all the plans, but given a you know keep the. Uh, Keep the navy off of us. It'd be a, bit, a little bit easier, as far as I can tell. But why? No, I'm just curious. Fair enough. I, I, I thought, I thought they would, they should probably raid an island and well, have it as your own or something. Well, it's not a bad idea, actually. Maybe you should uh, suggest that to the captain. Wouldn't mind getting an island, raise a, get, get a few vegetables and grow them myself. A few more nutrients and vitamins in these, uh, in the crew couldn't hurt. Bit of protein for the lads. Well, I'm curious, actually, how many women are on this boat um, <laughs> besides me and me and Marie? You have seen one or two other ones on the crew. Um, That's all right, then. Yeah, yeah. It's not like an all all dudes crew, as far as I can tell. No, no. I was just curious as well because I thought I, I, I hadn't been mentioned the other. I was like, oh, are we the only girls? Oh, <laughs> no. That's cool. That's fine. Yeah, no. It's it's a mixed crew. I could even settle down and have family. You, you, you see, he gets like a little bit of a wistful look in his eye. Well, maybe, never know. Never thought of myself as the settling down type. Well, if with this artifact, we all might be. Eventually, that's true, that's true. Yeah, yeah. What a wonderful day that would be. And he breaks into a song about, <laughs> about finding his, his one true love. That's his only dream. That and to cook. Roxy's gonna keep time by tapping her foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not got a great singing voice. He's not really singing to you. He's more kind of like he sort of returned to his work and he's just kind of singing under his breath, like, like one day my princess will come. Da 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 da. 
Have a Aww. little farm all on my own and maybe be a dad. That would be great one day. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Obadiah's like, just like wiping a tear from his eye. <laughs> so, uh, how long do you think before we arrive? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm in the kitchen. Oh, okay. That's just I can tell I you thought... lunch will be ready in an hour and a half, but I can't tell you where we're going to get to. Oh, actually, that's the point. I have um, a favour to ask. I'm going to get something. Dietary restrictions, is it? No. Um, later on, the <laughs> the the man in the the the, the, the crow's nest. Oh, Drakkar. Yeah. Yeah. He's hosting a uh, he's hosting a lady for dinner. I was wondering if you had any like candles or anything a bit fancy. Don't know. Maybe. Uh... You can maybe make something a bit nice for them. You know. Well, he normally has his kale, but I suppose I could spice it up. Oh, is he a vegan? Oh, it tends to be, yeah. Oh, okay. Marie? Me? Oui? That, 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 that Drakkar bloke's a vegan, is that okay? Yes, I suppose. Okay. Oxy, I was gonna ask you something about something. Something about something. You know, if he I... doesn't like me, is it wrong to use magic to make him like me? Entirely. However, I am not you, so... I refrain from judgment. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I will go back to my dark thoughts now. <laughs> I swear we've just unleashed the sex pest. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, you're, you're, um... Conversing with the cook below when the uh, the Goliath shouts down from above. Hey, warn it up on deck. Okay. Let us go. Marie? Marie puts her spell book away. <laughs> what spells were you looking at? Just real quick. I'm looking at charm person at all. I was just doing something You weren't looking at charm else. person. Okay. No. Now, Marie, <laughs> remind me, before, before your date tonight, we must have a chat about consent. Again, Roxy raises her eyebrow. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Can I get a uh, an Arcana check from you, Marie? Okay. Seventeen. Okay. You would know through your study of uh, the Charm Person spell um, and just Charm Magic in general that um, elves of any type uh, are slightly resistant to being charmed by magic. But not oh, by her. No! But not by her charming personality. Yeah, you have to do it old school. No magic. <laughs> there are no shortcuts. That would have been embarrassing for me, eh? It, <laughs> it might have been, yeah. Um, okay, not now. I won't do it now. We are very focused on the adventure. <laughs> Let's hope so. We're um, very close to finding the. We're very close to helping these people find this artifact, and once they have it, they have a advantage. Better mm. to be with them and their advantage. And, after that, you can do as you please with the elf. <laughs> as long as, as long as the elf consents. Are you saying this out loud up on the deck? Yes, of course. <laughs> oh, Roxy. Of course. Can I get a perception check I... from you, real quick? Well, whoever Me. wants to be. Yeah, you. Even. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Um, you say this and just kind of quickly look around. As like, I'm assuming you're not raising your voice too high. No, it would be quite. She'd be talking to. Okay. You do see, though, <laughs> the, um, 
Drakkar in the uh, in the crow's nest looking like right at you with like a weird eyebrow raised kind of like. I'm just I'm just gonna point to Marie and shrug, and then walk away, walk towards. Um, I'm assuming we're going to the Goliath. Talk to or yeah, the Goliath has now walked up uh, next to the captain again. He seems I to be. Think uh, that spellbook made me a bit evil. <laughs> we're rehearsing for a play, Drakkar. <laughs> It's called the wooing of the elf called um, J- Jakar. I, I was gonna say like make a deception check, but that is quite obviously the biggest lie ever. Oh yeah. So <laughs> just like a bad lie. Like if it was like something like if you'd come up with a different name, maybe. <laughs> oh yeah, no, 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 that's that's. that's I don't know, I'm just chuckling at that. I um, come to see you later, okay? Okay. <laughs> Okay, now back to business. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the captain uh, is uh, stood talking um, to the ship's wizard, who you uh, recognise from being the one who was powering the crystal in your escape. He's sort of gesturing and sort of sees you coming up the ladder, and um, sort of he kind of nods at you and sort of beckons you over, but he's, he's sort of still talking to the wizard. As uh, you can sort of hear the end of the conversation as you walk up, he says, you can do this, right? How long's it gonna last? How long's it gonna last? The wizard um, says, well, it's uh, it's quite a complicated spell. I think I should be able to uh, should be able to do this. No, no problem at all. Um, he, he doesn't sound that convincing, but the captain seems to have faith in him. And says, right, well, you, you should be fine for quite some time, actually. I think, you, well, if you don't make it back up before the spell end, then, uh, well, you'll be long dead before that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you'll do fine, Captain. Don't worry. Don't worry. Need help with magic or something? Oh, no, I don't need any help. He uh. seems a little bit kind of arrogant in the magic thing. You get that kind of feeling. So he, uh, he um, you see him kind of sit down on the, the deck... Uh, in front of the crystal, but it doesn't start powering it. He um, pulls out a piece of chalk and starts drawing a circle around himself, and then he pulls out a sort of short uh, piece of straw, which seems a little odd, and is um, kind of concentrating on it for a a few seconds, and the circle of chalk that he's drawn on the ground, on, on the deck, begins to glow. And uh, without sort of saying anything else, he kind of beckons, beckons the group over, and uh, the captain kind of nods to the three of you and goes, "Right, uh, well, this is uh, here's the plan. Then I think I think we're in pretty much the right spot. Looking back the way that the ships come, you can see just sort of peeking right on the edge of the horizon is um, the cliff tops at where the uh, the the archway was. So if it's not, we'll uh, well, we'll soon find out." So we're going to go down there, have a look around, see what's up. Um, and how do you propose we do this? Well, we jump over the side, sink to the bottom, walk around. Simple. Uh, how do we sink to the... I, I'm not so good at sinking. Well, actually, I'm good at sinking. I'm not so good at breathing while sinking. Don't worry about the breathing. Roxy's not keen on going in the water. <laughs> <laughs> this spell isn't so we can breathe underwater. The wizard is still concentrating, but nods his head quite quickly at this. Oh, that's okay then. For how long? 24 hours, Captain says. That's what Banks here tells me. So, take his word for it. Unless you uh, know anything different, uh, magic girl. Well, I can 
maybe. What do you think? Make an arcana check. See if um. You've oh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yeah, you've you haven't tried it yourself, but you have actually heard of the the water breathing spell, and you don't know all the details, but um, it's yeah, about a day sounds about right. Oh, we're really going down there for that long, eh, Captain? Well, hopefully not that long, but uh, wouldn't want to be halfway uh, halfway back and have the uh, have the bubbles pop, or however it's going to look. Uh, as he says this, um, the wizard kind of completes their uh, conjuration, and you feel a kind of odd sort of shimmering sort of around each of you kind of pop into place, and you are completely sort of encased in kind of like... It, it's it sort of feels like it doesn't it doesn't feel too weird it feels like a sort of slight tingling all over you and as you look around you can see the others have got sort of it's almost like a sort of second kind of skin kind of over the top of them sort of about centimeter and a half two centimeters sort of away from the surface of each of their bodies all over is a kind of, like sh- sort aura. of yeah sort of shimmering sort of um sh- shimmering sort of aura and uh, the wizard kind of opens his eyes and goes, Yeah, yes, I told you I could do it. So the ones who have the aura are you three and the captain. The wizard kind of looks like, Oh, well, four out of five is not to be bad. I haven't done this spell before, but I told you I could do it. Um, I'm, I'm not filled with confidence. Um, you seem like a perfectly pleasant chap, but um, yes, it's uh, slightly concerning. I don't want to get wet. Are you scared of water? Me? Like sensation. You swim? Oh. No. Might be a good time to learn. Yeah. Uh, it's rather <laughs> late. Well, I'm sure you'll do fine. I mean, it's, it's not like you can drown or anything. Just kind of blade around you. Uh... Can we touch each other or are we like in, properly in bubbles? Try it. Give Roxy a hug. No, please don't touch me. <laughs> I, I, I will give you hope because I want to say that I, don't be scared. I will help you if you are scared. Do you know when and um, like adults like ho- when kids try to come up to adults and the adults just hold their heads? Roxy's doing that. That's what Roxy's yeah. doing. <laughs> like don't touch me. Yeah. So you both, as this happens, you do feel like you you are definitely touching, but as there is a slight bit of kind of physical resistance against it, almost as if you're kind of pushing through. Like a slight kind of, I don't know. You you feel you have to kind of push through the aura to touch each other. I'll hug you, Roxy. Don't <laughs> me. No, desist. Just let me love you. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, feelings. Gonna make you feel brave, okay? There's nothing fearful in the whole idea of not wanting to go in the water. It's just that I don't want to get wet. Wizard, will we get wet? The wizard kind of like, he, he, feel, he, he pulls out some notes and sort of pours through them and says, well, it doesn't say anything about not getting wet. I mean, you, you'll be able to breathe, that's the main thing. Um, might be a bit, uh, yes, you, uh, yes, you'll get wet. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Ah, oh, let us get us over with then. Let's do it! Are, are we diving in or are we jumping? Uh, it's, it's up to you, the, you see the captain sort of says, right, uh, he kind of looks at the crew and he, he um, sort of gives the, sh- the ship sort of one last look over and says, Right then, with any luck, I'll be back with the prize. You're in charge while I'm away. Uh, Mr. Elevens is, and his uh, sort of butler, sort of second in command, is 
sort of standing to one side. He says, ah, oh, right to our sir, no problem. And uh, sort of gives a nod to each of the crew members who are on the deck before diving over the side. There is a splash, and uh, yeah. Uh, Daddy Ho, I guess, see you on the other side, do all things, and dive in. Okay, how are you diving? Uh, are you uh, fully uh, very belly flopping? What, what, what some may see as an effort to be badass, and everyone sees as an effort to, uh, everyone sees as a catastrophic failure. I was going to say that if Obadiah was like, Toing and throwing at the edge, Roxy was just going to push him. <laughs> she just wants to get it over with. She's like, no, I don't want to be wet for too long. Well, we, either way, can I get acrobatics checks from each of you? Oh, uh, <laughs> 18. 18 from Obadiah, that's pretty good. Yeah. 20 from Marie. 21. 21. Okay, so yeah, no, no, um, all three of you, you know, pretty graceful jumping in. In fact, with those, uh, with those dice results, I mean, I'd even let you do some flips and things. It's up to you, however you want to do it. <laughs> Describe to me. <laughs> some of on my way down. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you, yeah, you land, you do a somersault and you land fully, you know. Roxy's just going to salute the crew and then just go backwards and do a backwards dive. <laughs> <laughs> it looks super cool. <laughs> a quick wink to the Goliath. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh, and what, what are you doing, Obadiah? Are you just kind of straight. Oh up? yeah, so just a, a yeah, just just diving in. Di- just diving in. No muss, yep. no fuss. Just like right, let's get over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, the three of you land in the water. The captain um, is sort of bobbing nearby. He says, he says, right, that's the hard part. Probably. Oh. Well, hopefully this spell will help us sink as well, and uh, let's uh, let's get on with it. And he, he sort of ducks beneath the waves. And you do find that, yeah, as soon as you, um, as you go to follow him, you don't really have any trouble sort of staying down. In fact, you're able to kind of move through the water fairly easily, not like at speed like not at sort of a, a faster speed than you not you know normally would be able to with swimming but just the fact that you don't have to worry about breathing seems to it might just 100% be a psychological thing but just the fact that you don't have to um worry about the breathing aspect of things is making it all a little easier to to dive downwards mm-hmm. following the captain downwards i take it Yep. Yeah. We're going down with the captain. So, uh, yeah, you find it fairly easy to kind of uh, swim through the sea. Following him down, he is leading the way, but you can he's not far enough ahead that you've sort of lost track of him. The water around you is quite clear, uh, even though it's, you know, you're not in kind of tropical conditions in this uh, this latitude, but it's, uh, yeah, it's fairly uh, fairly clear seas. Light is still sort of trickling down from above. As you, as you kind of look over your shoulder, you can see the bottom of the ship there with its kind of... Uh, metal frame around it from the uh, the flight systems let's call it that <laughs> um sort of uh, but yeah that receding away behind you and uh yeah it's starting to get a little bit darker the deeper you get but you can as you get a little bit lower start to spot sort of some murky you can't really make up what they are but kind of kind of quite large kind of shapes it seems below you at this at this point it's just kind of like contrast like there's darker spots and, and lighter spots, but uh, yeah. In fact, actually, uh, if if you guys want to make a perception check to see what you can see, what you can see. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Anybody else? Twenty. Twenty. Yeah. Pretty good. 
Obadiah, definitely. Uh, Marie, you can make out sort of um, what looks to be some sort of large kind of... You're not sure if they're kind of rocky outcroppings or, or what below you, but Obadiah, you can definitely make out some details that below you it seems to be uh, what Marie thinks might be rocky outcroppings are the spires of uh, buildings. I'm just giving everyone a jolly good thumbs up. <laughs> oh, can we not talk? No, you can talk. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I was just doing it. <laughs> there's some spires down there. Do you think that's the place? Or is it a different underwater city? It must be. Do you think there are any other underwater cities around here? Just like here? I mean, there's lots of sea. There must be some. The captain looks around as well and sort of gives you a, a bit of a thumbs up and sort of. He's a little bit further distant, but you can just about hear him say, This looks like this could be the place. <laughs> He's sort of smiling. So carrying on a little deeper, it, it's quite um, obvious even to the the two of you that rolled uh, a little bit less on your um, perception checks. Um, it's quite obvious soon enough that, yes, there are buildings around you. A lot of them aren't in great shape. They, they could be... I mean, if they were on the surface, you'd just call them a ruin. Um, but there are one or two that look to be almost intact kind of like some of the they're kind of missing walls in places or, or whatnot but they're they're kind of mostly in their main sort of um original kind of shape still as you as you dive a little bit deeper you can see spread out around you the architecture definitely sort of strikes you as sort of elven in nature which kind of ties in with what the captain has said previously about it being a, a sunken elven city I'm just going to keep a, uh... I'm going to say to Captain Black, Captain, do we know where this thing might be? Uh, well, I, I guess, uh, there's meant to be some kind of central hall. In that case, I'll keep an eye out for that. I'm going to look for a central hall. Like, like, look for, like, a temple or something. Okay. The large, the largest building at this week. Yeah. Hmm. 14. 14. You're, you're definitely sort of getting into an area where the buildings are a bit more intact, but nothing really stands out to you as like, oh wow, that's obviously a big central, you know, <laughs> that's obviously the big temple. It's just quite a lot of, um, I mean, how, actually, how how experienced would you say Obadiah is with just elven stuff in general? I would say on a scale of one to a hundred, about a four. Okay. So as not you met an elf once. Um, is it a magical item we're looking for? It is a magical item. E cast detect magic you can um uh concentration up to 10 minutes so 30 feet around you um you can still move while you're doing it so it would travel right up to that 10 minutes wherever i go hopefully yeah wherever you go but within it has got a range of 30 feet from you so you need to get within 30 feet of the item for it to sort of ping like a radar yeah let's do it let's do it yeah okay Casting detect magic. Okay. Looking around, nothing immediately stands out to you where you are at the moment. Um, you're, you're kind of sort of swimming at the moment, I would say, between a, a sort of a couple of um, a couple of buildings, which could be could have been homes, could have been more kind of government things, but nothing is sort of pinging on your detect detect magic radar <laughs> at oh, the moment. Not yet. Okay. No. Let's let let us look deeper. Perhaps it's near the centre of this city. That seems to be where most halls are. Hmm. Really? Quickly, otherwise my spell will run out! <laughs> <laughs> Roxy, do you want to make a... With that suggestion, I'll 
would say that you you are looking around then to sort of see if you can see where the might be the center. Make a uh, make a survival check for me because this is more of a kind of navigation thing, okay. kind of getting your getting your bearings of sort of you know which way <laughs> which way are we going sort of thing. Which way do we go? Nineteen. Nineteen. That's pretty good. Yeah, you would guess sort of looking about and sort of taking in the kind of layout of the buildings around you. You do sort of after after a couple of seconds of thought realize that maybe um, heading a little bit towards the north, you might come to what might be the center of of the. The ruined city. It does seem to be laid out kind of in like a sort of um, not a spiral, but kind of like in sort of tiers, if that makes mm. sense. So there'd be like a central tier, just sort of expanding outwards. Okay. Um, kind of like the hub of a wheel or something. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps if we go further north. Yeah. Hey, come on, hurry, you guys! The spell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I'm. Obadiah's kind of. Everyone's kind of he's, he's taking this is this is a pretty place to be. He's just enjoying himself, having a bit of a pootle along. Yeah, it's a bit different. Something you know, to, yeah. to be. Old man, if you don't move your legs, you're going to drown here alone. Oh, right, right, I'm just gonna keep. You have a time limit, remember? Oh yes, yes, I forgot. Rather. <laughs> I just have. <laughs> We're just having such a lovely time. Uh, so yeah, you you sort of head the the distant the direction that you were um, indicating, uh, Roxy, and out of the gloom, you suddenly see what looks to be a kind of a wide sort of domed kind of building, which you think might be right in the centre. Looking about, it does sort of strike you as like, okay, yeah, we're getting towards the middle, and um, it looks like it, at one point it kind of had a sort of series of towers surrounding it. Um, but what's left mainly is just this sort of domed structure. The city itself, you know, it, it has the the ground hasn't remained flat. You know, it's kind of splintered in places. You know, rocky outcroppings are are kind of everywhere in that. But the, this building has mainly it does appear to have sort of remained kind of intact. Captain, that domed building over there does that not seem to be the most central building? Yeah, it looks pretty grand, doesn't it? That's where I'd mm. keep it crazy underwater sword that had power over the oceans if I had one. And I will. Um, can I just check something? Sure. Is this place going to be, like, defended? Well, uh... By what? Fish people? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just, you know, we've been quite gung-ho about this whole affair. You know. <laughs> Roxy's... <laughs> I could just... Roxy's just gonna look at him and then just, like, wave her hand around. I don't see anyone here besides the fishes. But what about the mermaids? No, he kind of, he, as well, he does sort of look around. He says, well, yeah, no, you're right. I don't see anybody, though. Hmm. Maybe we should keep an eye out. Hmm. Yeah, all right. Bam! <laughs> so swimming, Bam. Um, swimming towards the building, there is a... Uh, a huge pair of uh, double doors, which have held up pretty well. They they appear to have been carved from some sort of stone. That are they're closed, but they are sort of what you would guess would be a kind of main entrance way to the building. Mm-hmm. This seems like it might be our kind of place. I guess. Can we shoulder shoulder the doors? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a stab at that. I'm being the, yeah. the additional one. Can I just yeah. get like a general strength check? Um, bit tricky to open them underwater yep. yeah i was gonna yep, come. Uh, are we all gonna join just... in yeah we'll do it together i think at least we'll try 
13, 18. You got a minus on your strength, have you? No, it's not negative, it's zero, so. That's not so bad. 15. Yeah, I th I'd, I'd give that to you. The 13 and 18 and a 15. Let's just see what the captain does as well. Yeah. <laughs> the captain <laughs> supervises. What are you trying to do? <laughs> but, Slips. yeah. He, yeah, he can't get quite a good uh, sort of purchase on it, but Obadiah, you kind of put your shoulder into it and help by Marie and uh, Roxy. The doors slowly kind of crack open and there's enough of a gap that you can um, you can swim through. The captain sort of gives you knowledge. That's why I brought you. Right, good. Um, good, I guess. Would you like to uh, lead the way? Yeah, no, yeah, you, uh, yeah, you keep keep going. I'll um, I'll follow right behind. I don't trust you now. He's not following all of you. He's kind of letting Obadiah go first, and because Obadiah not offered. gonna lock us in there, is he? No, he's no. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll be right behind. This is quite, a, it's quite an elaborate <laughs> plot to kill you guys if he was there. <laughs> I can't to really obtain to obtain the sword, one must have a sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> no, you go first. <laughs> no, you go first. Obadiah's going to push in. Yeah. Sacrifice is done. <laughs> you just quickly pull the cl door closed behind Obadiah. Sorry. <laughs> Listen to the screams. <laughs> um, I got triggered. <laughs> so, <laughs> the doors open onto a, a kind of wide corridor heading to... It's it's quite dark in here, you know, there's no light coming down from above now, but it does appear that they're opening into a... Well, it's, a, it's just a dark corridor you can't really see down at this point where you're at. Um, does any of you have any way of making light? I don't have anything of making light. I can breathe fire. Do I have dark vision? That's a very good yeah, question. I think you, you do. All typhling dark vision. Yes, I have dark vision so I can see. I think Obadiah <laughs> has dark vision as well. I don't think Marie does. Have um, thunder wave, but I think that's a bad idea under the sea. Yeah, that's kind of like a depth <laughs> charge going off. <laughs> I suppose we'll just have to take one of the others by the hand and just guide them. Hmm, okay. <laughs> oh, my hand, I cannot see! Does Marie not know light? That's a very basic cantrip. Did charm person and unseen surf. <laughs> I know all, like, really naughty spells, so I've got um, <laughs> minor illusion as well. <laughs> yeah. Undress elf. <laughs> just, <laughs> no, it's, I, I like the choices you've made. They're just not particularly helpful in lighting a dark corridor, that's all. Great for leading a life of espionage, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she charms the captain into casting light because he mysteriously knows it's not light. Uh, captain, you must have... You must, captain, you must have anticipated it'd be dark down here. Do you have any way of uh, lighting this up for us? Well, uh... Like, you might have thought this... I'm not much of a planner. I kind right, of... Right, okay. I kind of just uh, leap into things. He's a doer. Obadiah, you you have dark vision. I'm assuming. Yes. Yes. We we are we will have to guide the way then. Okay. Do not grab <laughs> my tail. Why not? You will suffer greatly if you touch my tail. He grins. <laughs> Roxy's just gonna like take the captain by her like hold it onto his shoulder. Guide them. Looking, I don't think Obadiah does have dark vision. No. no. Uh, uh. Oh god, is Roxy the only one that can see? It's all on you. It's all on you. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Roxy leading the way, um, not particularly 
happy about it, I would say. Is this tunnel, it's this yeah. tunnel, it's this, sorry, is this tunnel, like, entirely underwater, or is it, like, a vacuum effect? Oh, no, kind of it's like... all totally underwater. Okay, that's cool. You kind of lead the way um, d- down the corridor, sort of slowly, I take it, is that mm-hmm. the, the other three can't see where they're going, so they're just sort I, of... I'll probably, like, just uh, put Ob- your arm on the person in front of me, put your arm on the shoulder of the person in front of you. So Obadiah's uh, an old kind of guy who's a bit of a pacifist, yeah? Mm-hmm. Except for when he's a barbarian. Yeah. I feel like he would have learned to control his dragon breath, so he can use it rather than breathing out as like a little controlled burn thing, so he can like give some light for a little bit. You're bronze, aren't you? Um, okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. So I'll, I'll burn, I'll burn my usage, but it'll be kind of a bit of a dim light. Sure. Okay. So you're kind of like you're like you're gargling with fire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we'll say that. I can, I can, uh, I can hear that. that is your usage of the uh, of your dragon yep. breath, though. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so it casts a dim light around you, um, and uh, the, the three uh, non-dark vision users uh, can sort of see where they're going. So it's quite a wide corridor you find yourselves in, and it's it's kind of leading inwards uh, for quite a way. There's sort of some small kind of doors leading off of it, short side passages, but after you go maybe 15, 20 feet in, um, Marie, you're 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 quite um, conscious of the fact that your your detect magic spell is sort of running out of time, but just as you get about fifteen twenty feet in, you get kind of a blip just ahead of you, <gasps> and just then the spell ends. It's ahead! Come on, Marie's gang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna follow. Going on down the corridor, you come to another large set of of double doors, and uh, Marie, based on just sort of where you thought it was, I mean, it should be not particularly far behind these doors. You were guessing that in the chamber beyond is where whatever the magical thing that you briefly detected before your spell ran out uh, would be. I relay that to the gang. Okay. I, I take it we're just going to random. We're going to uh, oh, yeah. meticulously check the rooms. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, you, like I say, you, you're in front of these double doors at the moment. Can I get another check, uh, strength check to see if you can open them? Thirteen. Thirteen. 17. 17. Marie with the uncharacteristic strength. <laughs> Full Fox of adrenaline. Is not, uh, Foxy's not putting much energy into it. Just like the... 14. 14 from die. Yeah, I think between the three of you... Uh, let's, just for just for giggles, we'll see what the captain does again. Nope. Oh, captain, <laughs> what is wrong with you? You're so As weak. Four. He slips bags his head on the door. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but the, between the three of you, again, the captain is rather embarrassing in all of this. He's, he, he, and he does seem a little embarrassed about it. Um, the, <laughs> the, the three of you are having to pick up the slack on this. Don't worry, your talents lie as well. <laughs> it happens. It happens to everyone, young man. Don't you worry. You're better at leading. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's why I'm the captain. So as you push open the doors, even as as you're pushing them, there is a slight shimmering blue glow coming from beyond. Just to, as soon as you crack the doors, it start, the light starts sort of spilling out a little bit. Around this time, Obadiah, you run out of fire to gargle, but that's fine because you can okay. now all sort of see yeah, a little bit from the uh, the light kind of spilling from beyond. Pushing open the door completely, you find yourselves in a circular chamber Ooh. with kind of like an altar in the middle. It looks a little odd, and it takes you a couple of seconds to realise that this altar itself does it looks like it's in a bubble 
but you're already kind of underwater, so it's, it's a little odd. And it takes a second and you realise that the altar itself is actually in a bubble and an, an air pocket, but like, you can't see what's sort of keeping it in. As you look a little closer, the, the altar itself appears to have placed upon it no like cushions or anything like that. It's like a stone altar, but placed upon the altar is a shimmering kind of turquoise aquamarine blade. And this is the source of the light in the room. I, I think that might be the sword, Captain. Yeah, you better believe it's the sword. So uh, you're just gonna grab it and we'll head off. Yeah, he's uh, he's sort of rushing forward past you at this point. I I don't think that's wise. I think we should examine this first. Magical items are never left unattended. Make a persuasion check for me. Oh, seven. Seven. Yeah, he doesn't really kind of listen to your sort of pleas for him to stop, and he's just about to reach the bubble, and he's quite intent on the sword in it. Um, can I get a perception check, actually, from the three of you? Twenty. Twenty? That's pretty high. Like, it, it was a three plus two intentionally. <laughs> it was meant to be a three plus two. <laughs> marie got a twenty-two. Okay, so he is sort of swimming forward as, as, fast, as, he, as fast as he can, just totally intent on what's ahead of him. When you see something shift in the background, a of movement against the the far wall and it's it's a second or so before you realize it's almost like the whole wall is moving captain that wall's moved by i don't don't see shit hey look (laughs) there's a limpet on the floor over here the uh the light from now as your eyes adjust to the light from the sword you can see it's not the wall itself that's moving coiled all the way along one side and kind of up against itself is a huge serpent of some sort that is is beginning to move and react to your presence. Captain! Does he hear me at all? (laughs) Come back! (laughs) I'm going to roll a perception check for the captain. No, he doesn't see the serpent at all, and he's just about to reach the bubble. Captain Ocean, uh, Obadiah's like going to pull his axe out. Is, is this serpent like look, making like it's looking for a fight? It's uh, yeah. It just kind of un- it's kind of uncoiling itself, and um, you can see it's sort of now it's sort of coming up to its full length. It's about fifteen to twenty feet long, and it's kind of sort of towering. It's it, it's a sort of uncoils itself and sort of rears up. Just at this second. The captain gets his hand on the sword and then he gets a look of sort of triumph in his eyes as he sort of looks up, he sees the serpent kind of rearing above him. Who wants yep. to attack it? Obadiah's, yes. yeah, Obadiah's pulling out his axe and charging him. Can I get initiative rolls from all three of you? That's the highest initiative I've ever rolled 17. in my life. So 19 from 19 for Marie, or 17 from Roxy, 16. and 16 from Obadiah. Yeah. Go team. I'm going to roll for the serpent first, and then I'm going to roll for the captain, because it's easier that way. It's an 11 for the serpent. So all three of you, having seen it uncoiling, you, you react quite quickly to it. And <laughs> so the captain actually reacts much quicker. Now he's got his hand on the sword. He immediately sees the, um, the serpent, and it is just about to strike. So it's kind of right in melee range with him. 
and so he lashes out with the sword at it. Go, Captain! 18, and he, that is a hit. Yeah! So he does three points of slashing damage, but then an additional four points of cold damage. Ouch. That's the sword. Alrighty, so Marie, you are next. Finn, are you holding tightly to your sword? <laughs> Just hit it, hit it with something. <laughs> okay! And, and then I cast a thunder wave. Okay, alright. <laughs> so, so everyone hold on tight! Thunder wave underwater it's is 13. gonna be interesting. Uh, for everyone involved. Everybody out of the cone. It's not a cone, <laughs> it's, it's a cube. sphere, isn't it? Oh no, it's, oh, it's a cone. It's a cube. It's a cube. So the the actual... I probably should have laid out the dimensions then. So you're in, you're in like a circular room, probably about 30 feet across, with the, uh, the altar in the centre. Um, so the captain's at the altar, the snake is kind of by him, so about 15 feet from the door. So do you say you guys were kind of about five feet in? You kind of came yeah. in and then yeah, yeah. I'm, just try- I'm just kind of trying to sort of lay things out in my head are there like columns like like an outer ring of columns or something that hold the, st- the, hold the roof up uh, not really it's kind of like a it's kind of like a domed it's another sort of it's like a sort of smaller domed room than um, okay. sort of circular and then it, the walls go up to about 10 feet tall sort of straight up and then the dome starts it's, there's no okay. um, it's not a particularly high chamber it's um, a constitution saving throw, 13. Um, a thunderous force sweeps out from you. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a con save. On a failed save, a creature takes uh, three, 3d8, because it's level 2, I'm passing it as, thunder damage, and is pushed 10 feet away from you. Okay, so everybody needs to make this save. Grins <laughs> <laughs> wildly, and she's like, and it's going to be very loud! and holds out her hand <laughs> okay so I'm gonna roll the captain's on first so the captain the captain got 13 snake got a 21 Ooh. dexterous motherfucker so five okay so everybody who passed which I think is well, everyone I get three I cast it at level two. Oh, you cast it level two okay all right so but everybody yeah. passed so everybody takes everybody takes four points of damage ow oh wow. my god <laughs> do I uh, no you don't <laughs> you're, you're fine. You, you're the original originator of the um, of the spell, but everybody else is hit by this wave of force. After it's done, it makes a huge explosion sound. Yeah, it's like a big boom. All of your ears are ringing. Even if you, you know you're kind of saved, but it's you're not in a great place <laughs> from this. Yeah. Oh dear, sorry. Marie, what do you think you are doing? Oh, I just wanted to be really, really powerful at first to hit. The serpent. Well, you, you know, you did four damage to it. Woo! <laughs> it's <good>. the start. <laughs> <laughs> did you want to move at all, or are you just gonna stay where you are? Stay where I am. It looked powerful, but actually, it was not that great. Sorry. <laughs> well, we could put that down to um, well, everybody passed their con saves, but I guess maybe this is the first time Marie's cast it underwater, so it's sort of backfired. Yeah, maybe backfired Sorry. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Call yourself a wizard. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, Roxy, it's your go. What would you like to do? I'm gonna use my crossbow. 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 Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna give you disadvantage on this because you're underwater. 
So we're not so, in the air pocket yet. So the air pocket is just around the altar. In fact, actually, I should I should have said this when the um, when the captain picked up the sword, the air pocket dropped. Oh, okay. Actually, I've just realised I don't have crossbow, so I'm going to use my dagger and my longsword. <laughs> okay. So you, Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Swimming forward and stabbing. I'm going to um, I'm going to say yeah. You don't. You can do it as a normal roll with that. Then. Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, Fourteen just misses. I'm afraid. So we're going to say that it, it's uh, the, the snake has a quite tough hide on it and you sort of slash at it with your long sword and it just kind of it doesn't bite in that much it kind of scrapes off the side the the serpent doesn't look that happy with you but it's not damaged at all from your attack i'm just going to glare at it <laughs> okay uh well that's your move and your <laughs> your attack action so i'm afraid yes. that is your turn uh obadiah what would you like to do i would like to run up and twat the fucker all right uh i'm gonna just use Two attacks. Hey, do you want to rage first, or are you going to? No, no, you... no. Goodness, no, no. Obadiah doesn't. He doesn't like to rage. It's um, it's an accidental consequence of trauma. Uh, so I'm just going to take two swings. Okay, fair enough. So that is a hit on the first one. Yep. And that is a miss with the second one. Okay, thank you. Uh, six mighty points of damage. Six points of damage. Yep. Not shabby. Nope, but not. Not great. great. Not great either. <laughs> Okay, so now it's the serpent's turn. So faced with three uh, foes in front of it, uh, it kind of is going to rear back, ignore Obadiah and Roxy straight away, and just go straight for the captain with the sword, which is you know still giving off this light. Okay, goes to bite him. I rolled seventeen. Captain's armor class is fifteen for those who were wondering. Um, so I should roll some damage. So he, get, he takes this. The captain tries to kind of parry it aside, but the snake, uh, the serpent just kind of sort of nips around him and bites him in the side. Ow, what a little bitch. Yeah, I'm an asshole move, right? Doing eight points of piercing damage to the captain. So uh, I need to make a constitution saving throw for the captain now. Which I passed. Okay. So we are back around to the captain. So the captain kind of biting back, kind of like, ah, oh, fucking bastard. Um, stabs I thought at you it. said it wasn't defended, Captain. <laughs> stabs at it. Uh, that is a miss, I'm afraid. Because um, I'm not rolling great. I rolled, in, rolled an 11. Captain, not one to run away from a fight, though. So we are back to Marie. Good question. Um, I'm going to roll magic missile at level 2. Mm-hmm. Dart deals 1d4 plus 1. Is that for each dart or for, F or for the whole thing it's so just one. uh yeah that, that is per dart um and when you cast it at higher levels you're just adding extra darts so okay so i've got three four darts and i will that means i roll so if you just roll D4. roll the 1d4 plus one and we'll have it do the damage for each you know that, that's what each dart does so don't need to roll to hit it always automatically hits with a magic missile so just roll 1d4 plus one four it's pretty good so hit with four darts so you do 16 points of damage I'm doing it! I'm not hurting everyone else! <laughs> Back the maker. So these uh, a massive swing of the arm, like her arm goes all the way around a very flamboyant throw. <laughs> <laughs> these, these four darts of magical energy just kind of appear around your... Are you casting out of your staff or just kind of out of your hand? I'm pretending I'm throwing them, but they just appear. Okay. So, so, okay, so they sort of appear kind of circling around your hand as you kind of like gesture at the uh, at the serpent and they fly sort of kind of like sort of off in different directions but then all converge into the 
into the uh, serpent and it cannot escape it. It takes these hits sort of like bam, 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 bam. And uh, yeah, that was a good hit. Good hit, Marie. Oh, thank you. I did it. Hooray. <laughs> and just, you didn't even injure anyone. Just some mid-battle banter. <laughs> okay, uh, Roxy, it's your go. Again, Roxy's getting annoyed that um, she did, she missed, so she's going to try and strike again with her. Go for it. Twelve. Twelve. Oh. Uh, no, see, put off by the uh, your your balance is slightly off because you're not used to fighting underwater. So you again, you, this time you don't really even hit the the scales. You just kind of as it's reeling back from the the magic missile hits. You're you're already kind of swinging your sword, but where it gets hit, it kind of just jerks to one side, and you, your sword swing goes a little bit wide. I'm afraid. Ah, stand still and fight. <laughs> Have you um considered maybe hitting it, Roxy? Just gonna throw you a filthy look. <laughs> She's scared of the water, so maybe it's making her terrible. <laughs> she has really long hair as well, so I can imagine that it's getting in her face. She's trying to like swim about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not used to being underwater anyway, and your hair's everywhere, and like your clothes are soaked, and they're not really lying, weighing you down or anything, but it's just enough to throw you off in your balance and that. <laughs> yeah. She's not happy. No. Not your preferred uh, battle uh, battle ar- arena. <laughs> uh, Obadiah, what do you like to do? You ready for this shit? You're going to hit it with your axe, or are you going to do something crazy? I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to be like, Hang on a second, Snake. What uh, what what's the dealio here? Like, why? What what's your uh? Are you here to protect this place? And I'm going to do that through the medium of speak with animals. Okay. Uh, so you're you're casting speak with animals. Yep. Total Mario. Uh, it doesn't appear like the message has gotten through. Oh well, that was a waste of my entire turn. And oh well, I'll get you next time, you prick. <laughs> So uh, the the serpent, not particularly happy at like a big kind of, well, smaller than it, but a kind of odd looking dragon type thing, kind of sort of hissing at it in a weird language that it doesn't understand, it goes for a bite on you, Obadiah. You insulted it. <laughs> Bring oh, it, you scaly fuck. That is a 24 to hit. I'm assuming that hits. Bring it, let you scaly fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't appreciate that mama joke. <laughs> uh, so that is that is eight points of piercing damage. Cool, that's fine. And can I get a constitution saving throw from you? Yeah, you can. 23. 23. Okay, so yeah, you take one point of poison damage. Okay. So we are back around to the captain, who is just going to uh, just gonna continue slashing at it. He was taken aback. He wasn't expecting a giant sort of serpent creature to sort of be there and he's just sort of a little bit freaked out he's just kind of like ah, ah, ah. and he's annoyed because it bit him so he's just going to slash at it as uh, a 16 so that is a hit oh that is 7 points of slashing damage from the captain good job captain alright uh, Marie what would you like to do I want to do it again so it seemed to work before, so uh, pulling your hand back and once again casting Magic Missile again at the same power. Nice. 16 more points of damage on this uh, on this thing. It's starting to look a little bit bloody. There's some uh, sort of quite nasty sort of magic burns on it, and it's not looking happy. Good. Don't want it to be happy. <laughs> not moving at all, Marie. Just sort of planting yourself and... Magic missile, magic, magic missile, is that right? Just keep doing it. 
Okay, so Roxy, what would you like to do? Take this. I'm going to slash this thing into pieces and we can eat it later. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Not with a six, you can't, no. <laughs> nope. I, okay. I'm just flailing my sword around. That's fine. <laughs> uh, and once again, we are at Obadiah then. Obadiah is going to get mad because it got bit. And he's not happy about it. I mean, who will be? I tried to talk to you, and he's going to just rage. Woo, rage! It is on now. <laughs> First attack is a 12 to hit. That's a miss, I'm afraid. Bastards. Second attack, I'm going to go reckless for. So it gives you advantage. So yeah. I get advantage. Yep. That's either a 12 again, or a 22. 22. Well, Yay. we'll take the 22 then. <laughs> Lovely. That is definitely it. And that is uh, 8 mighty points of damage. 8 points of damage. You are now vulnerable to... Oh, yep. I know he has a bunch against me as well. Yep. Yep. Okay, which he is going to try and capitalise on straight away. Yeah, fair. Good thing I got advantage, because I rolled a 5 on the first one. And a 19 on the second. So that is a hit. Doing 9 points of piercing damage. Cool, so that's downgraded to four. And uh, can I get a constitution saving throw from you? You absolutely can. That is 15. 15? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a pass, so you take half damage, so you take uh, cool. you take two points of poison damage. Cool. Okay, so the captain's sort of looking around, he's kind of, he's, he's, he's got the sword in his hand and he kind of is uh, sort of, you get the feeling that um, he's kind of, he's sort of looking at it for the properly for the first time as he's sort of taken a couple of slashes and he's kind of looks down at his hand and then looks up again with a kind of smirk on his face he kind of pulls one hand back and just sort of it's sort of like he's opening it out and this bubble of air appears around the three or well, the three of you attacking it and the serpent the sort of the waters retreat and you find yourselves in, a, in an air pocket and the, the serpent looks confused at this about suddenly being out of the water it's not damaged at all by this, but it seems a little bit dis—you know—disorientated dis by the whole thing. As suddenly the waters are retreating from the captain at his gesture. Oh shit! That's a cool sword. Nice. Marie, what would you like to do? I will uh, acid splash. Acid splash. Okay, I will make you a deck saving throw then. I rolled an eleven. Thirteen. Thirteen. So that is a hit. So one d six acid four. It's better than nothing. It's as it, so as it's kind of reeling in this sort of like, oh god, where's the water gone? And sudden sort of, there's a kind of the other thing as well is that there's this kind of like pressure change as all of a sudden like, I mean you're quite a way down in the ocean, mm-hmm. and it seemed like the water breathing spell had kind of protected you from you know how the kind of crushing pressure, but suddenly that this huge serpent which is used to the depths has, expo- has been exposed to kind of surface level pressure and it's completely disorientated as suddenly this acid splash comes out of it and it just kind of reels back and it's sort of like it's still there and it's it's thrashing around it's still dangerous but um it's definitely looking in a bad way acid damage you snakes let us put it out of its misery <laughs> i'm gonna slash at it again go for it long sorry no i'm not oh, oh my god you know what i'll give you advantage on this because it's because of it being disorientated hey. you rolled a 16 which is a hit. So go ahead and roll your damage. So three. So yeah, you slash at it, and it is still twitching, but it's it, you can see it's sort of starting to kind of bleed out on the ground a little bit. Daya, stamp on its face! Whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you going to stamp on its face or are you going to hit it with your axe? What would you like to do? I'm going to hit it in the face with an axe. Okay. That is a, uh, I'm going reckless again, sorry. Well, that's a hit anyway. Uh, so, yeah, it's a hit on the first one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two hits. So, two hits, both 16 to hit. 28 points of damage. 28 points of damage. Oh, that is dead. Okay. Obadiah smashes its skull. It is dead. How, how would you want to... What, what is your... Describe describe your killing blow. I'm trying very hard not to use the phrase, how do you want to do this? But yeah. describe your killing blow. So Obadiah just stomps into it and just like hammers it twice on the head with the axe and then just starts stamping on its head repeatedly. <laughs> so yeah, it, it kind of mushes into the sort of soggy kind of lichen-y kind of ground on there and it's it's 100% dead. Wow! Obadiah is still going at this point. He's still... Angry. <laughs> so, congratulations on defeating the the guardian, oh, yeah. the guardian snake. Um, yay. Uh, at some point after this, Obed- as, as soon as kind of like ten seconds have passed, Obadiah's going to come out of his uh, rage, mm-hmm. look down at his feet, look at like just the blood splattered everywhere. He's like, oh <laughs> God, was that me? Yeah, it's this kind of yes. sickly kind of black serpent blood that's just sort of squashed everywhere and is like all up your trousers. Obadiah oh. runs over to a corner to vomit and is sick. <laughs> Roxy walks over and slaps him on the back. Well done. <laughs> no, that's, oh God, such a curse. Why are you being sick? You should be rejoicing, you slaughtered thing. It was a living creature and I did that to it. Oh. You realise at this point that the captain's expanded the air pocket to fill the, the whole room and he's sort of looking down at the sword and he's kind of like smiling. He goes, <laughs> ah, awesome. This'll do. You I mean, that was, pretty, room, that was pretty quick work, but... I must return to the ship so I can write this tale. <laughs> to compose this tale for this, the rest of the crew. Yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah, let's go back. We'll go. We gotta celebrate. We we did it. We got the uh, we got the thing. Dragon man here threw up in the corner. Well, it's a circular room. You can't really throw up in the corner. He threw up over there. <laughs> Good time was had by all. Oh, but I still think it's the monster was slain. <laughs> so, it was just it was just a snake defending the temple. <laughs> it tried to eat us. It was probably hungry. We were stealing its drive. <laughs> but we leave him here. Better not. He uh, he did do a good job. Yes. Unfortunately. So um, the four of you walk out of the temple. The air bubble kind of moving with you until you get outside again. The sword still giving off this kind of blue glow that's been sort of the light that you've been seeing by for the last, you know, since you walked into the, the central chamber. Um, the captain sort of lets the bubble sort of shrink back down again once you get out of the out of the temple, and um, you feel yourselves lifting upwards. It's like the water itself is kind of it's like you're standing on kind of like an elevator platform. Sort of, you feel yourselves kind of rushing upwards. You look over at the captain, and he's sort of smiling, and he sort of gives gives you a wink. I must say that's an impressive piece of kit, there, Captain. Yeah, yeah, it'll do the job. <laughs> So very quickly you find yourselves back up on the surface, but you reach the surface and the water carrying you continues and you kind of, you find yourself sort of weirdly sort of standing on top of like, it's like you're standing on top of like a column of water. I'm on top of the world, Pete. This is slightly (laughs) uncertain. This is slightly unnerving. I, I, can we, can you please put us on the ship? 
yeah, yeah, we're getting there, we're getting there. And you, you look down, and the actual column has disappeared, and you're kind of standing on kind of like this sort of shimmering disc of roiling kind of like swirling water, which sort of floats over to it, the, the ship is very close. It's you know, it's about forty, fifty feet away. Can we see uh, anyone in the crow's nest? The <laughs> make a perception check. I suggest you drop her there. She can climb up if she wants to go up. 18. 18. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it's Marie. Wave, it's your, it's your boyfriend. Yeah, you can see him up there. <laughs> <laughs> I wave. It's a pause and he just kind of like, kind of sheepishly sort of waves back real, just real quickly oh, and then puts his hand, hand back down. Yay! And Roxy's kind of holding on to the captain because she's like, this is fucking <laughs> creepy shit. Yeah, it is kind like, of weird. We you, you've never seen anything... You've never seen anything like it before, but like, he kind of floats the disc over to the, the side of the uh, the ship and you all sort of step out over it. He steps onto the uh, onto the ship itself and sort of puts the sword in his... Uh, into, like, he, he had a scabbard for his old sword. Um, he pulls that out and just kind of chucks it to one side. It's caught by one of the crew members and he puts the... Um, the blade in his um, into his scab and sort of checks it. So is it like you get it on like you know Wednesdays and Thursdays, and then I get it on Fridays, and then Marie gets it the weekend kind of thing, you know? Or... Uh, I would not trust you with it if my life depended on it. Leave it with the captain. Or are we like just all square now, and that's your sword? Well, it's more of the last one. Yeah, it's kind of my sword. But but we're all square through the whole saving thing now. Hey, look, I got you out of the prison, all right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we're all square on that yeah, now. Yeah, we're all square. Okay, lovely. Right. Glad to hear. Mr. Elevenses, break out the rum. Ooh. There's much celebrating food and uh, alcohol are brought forth. And, uh, yeah, you, a, a big celebration happens uh, on the ship. It's a lot of drinking and uh, fun times. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> Did we win? Yeah. We won! So, epilogue. Well, we could do like a little <laughs> mini epilogue if you like. So, um, okay. Well, what do you each see your characters sort of doing following this? Are you going to stick with the, the crew? Are you, do you what? Would you rather not? What would you? Uh, what's the? What's the, the thinking? Obadiah would like to request that he is taken back to that village where we met that guy, mm-hmm. and he wants to go and live on the beach with him, just like in that village, just chatting to that guy every now and just trading stories that are definitely both bullshit because they're just the same kind of person. Yeah, okay, so Obadiah is going to retire to the, the lovely seaside village of, of uh, Fallen Arch. He kind of is just, Roxy Maria, this was fun and I'm glad that we're alive but this thing that happens to me is no joke and uh, I want to have it under control and I think somewhere peaceful and calm and serene is perhaps the best place for that to happen. So I hope you won't begrudge an old man, his retirement. No, go watch him have sex with his wife. His, his wife, his, his, his wife is dead. Is she? Oh, well, he can tell you about it. Yeah, so I'll tell him about the giant wars. It's been an experience. It very much enjoyed both of your company, even yours, Roxy. And I can only thank you for giving this old man one last adventure. Oh. Uh, well, it was either that or death. Come back and see me one day. I presume you're staying with the captain. I don't know, but one yes. day, co- come back and come back and find old Obadiah, and we'll discuss the good old days. Those four days we spent together. How long it's, it's been? It's been like two days. But it was so good. Know each other. Too sure and visit. 
Yeah, exactly. And I'll, uh, there'll always be room for you in my, uh, in my. Well, I mean, I don't. I'll probably be a fisherman or something, I guess now. But go back to my mopping days from my uh, heydays in the navy. Uh, Jimby kind of comes forward at this point. Goes, would you like to keep this mop, sir, as a keepsake of your time on board? <laughs> I would love nothing more, Jimby. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Kinda you keep over. mopping like a good lad, okay? Yes, sir. A tidy deck means a tidy ship. By definition, sir, yes. Exactly. It's been a pleasure, Jimby. Look after yourself. Roxy, what, what about you then? What would you... Uh... Uh, I'm going to stay on the ship. You're and... going to stay on the ship? You kind of like yes, these people? And, and I, I like these people. They're, they're amusing in their own unique way. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, you, you quite easily find yourself a, a kind of place among the crew. How, how long you stay with them is uh, maybe a tale for another time, but you are most welcome among the crew of the Grinning Skull. So, Marie, I take it you're going <laughs> to try and talk to the guy in the, the crow's nest then? Um, yeah, first author of business, do I have my way with him? <laughs> I think you need to try and seduce him. <laughs> Um, Roxy, could, Roxy could just help, like, <laughs> together by, like, playing Come Hither music. Yeah, let's just say, like, <laughs> that he's, um... So uh, I say, I say, Juka, I want to have six reviews in <laughs> the crow's nest. <laughs> just no innuendo, no nothing, just like... <laughs> Come on! <laughs> the captain kind of like, huh, who said romance is dead? All right. <laughs> <laughs> they grow up so fast, don't they? <laughs> Surely I, want be... use, I want to use chum person on you because after you will know what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. I heard that that is... At that point, Roxy's going to be like, I'm getting off the ship. <laughs> and I'm done. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I I don't know if I'll stay long term because I'd probably want to go find another wizardy. Continue your magical yeah, studies Yeah, if we ever find a settlement like that, find a new class to murder. You can maybe return. <laughs> maybe one day uh, Marie makes her way back to her homeland in Ashala. But uh, that yes. would be good. Okay, so that's where we're going to end. I think. Yay! Yay! That was very fun. <laughs> Thank you. That was fun. That we was were meant fun. to do all of that in one session. I can only <laughs> apologise, AJ. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, that's going to do it for this episode and indeed this uh, short D&D storyline. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time on Thursday the 12th of September uh, with the first part of our Things from the Flood story. So uh, we hope you'll all tune back in for that. Uh, in the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we're at PretendWithDice and you can also email us at PretendingWithDice at Outlook.com. If you're an iTunes or Apple podcast user, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review as it all helps us to find new listeners and we'd just love to hear what you all think of the podcast. So for now, uh, that's our show. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.